Amber pulled on her coat and grabbed her purse, shoving the pamphlets deep within, crumpling them. She headed out of the exam room, past other patients sitting placidly in the waiting area, down the narrow corridor toward the elevator. Her hand glanced over the braille directive bumps on the hall edgeway, and she drew back as if she'd touched something repulsive. She shivered and tried not to notice similar bumps over the floor number on the nameplates and then, once the elevator doors opened, on the button panel. As the elevator met and reached each floor, a ding rang out, joined by a female voice naming everyone. Fifteen. Ding. Fourteen. Ding. Thirteen. Ding. And on and on. People boarded the elevator at the seventh floor, jostling her aside, animated and happy. A shiver coursed through her, and she pulled her sable-brown trench coat closed. Finally, the car reached the ground floor, and she pushed past the others, nearly running through the foyer and out the glass front doors. Amber gasped as the chilled fall breeze met the stale air in her lungs. Rain poured down, and she fumbled with the slick buttons on her coat, raising the collar against the onslaught. Cars sped by as she passed food carts and stepped over jagged, cracked planks of sidewalk. The grass and weeds reached up, as if to trip her and pull her down, kicking and screaming into the crevice. She swallowed hard and tucked a strand of escaping hair behind her ear. The bus pulled up, and she jogged to catch it, but then stopped. The last thing she wanted to do was pile onto the city bus full of rain-soaked, steamy bodies. Instead, she went to the light and waited to cross. For a moment, she closed her eyes, listening to the patter of rain, the grind and slide of shoes against slick pavement, the call of the vendors, a petitioner desperate for signatures, a homeless man demanding change. Far in the distance, the train passed, and farther still, a jet plane buzzed the sky. A child laughed. Dizziness swept over her. Just before she lost her balance and fell onto the street and into the path of a car who ran the red light, she felt a hand grab her arm. Careful there, a deep male voice admonished her. Amber wrenched from the man's hand, startled at being touched, almost as much as by the worry she saw in his eyes. He must have only been in his late thirties, but he leaned heavily on a stylish hand-carved cane. His blue eyes matched his raincoat and were framed by jet-black hair sprinkled with gray at the temples. Sorry, just trying to help. His glance cast away, and he put up his umbrella. She wanted to thank him for his kindness, not chide him for grabbing her, but the words wouldn't come. Not today. The light changed, and the telltale bird-chirping sound signaled her to cross. Before she could take a step out into the street, a careless driver sped around the corner, not stopping for her or for the light. Amber's heart raced up into her throat, choking off a curse that built. What if she were already blind? She'd be dead. How were those auditory signals helpful to anyone? Her hand flew to her chest as if to quiet her rapidly thumping heart and catch her breath. Not your day? The man gave her a sympathetic look. No, 
Not my day. Her voice shook, and she bit her lip to calm her nerves. Thanks for back there. They walked along together now, her avoiding cracks, him limping. Glad I could help. They approached another bus stop, and he gave her a warm but uncertain smile. Have a good day. She wanted to tell him it was much too late for that. For some reason, she wanted to tell him everything. A stranger's distance from the situation would be lovely about then. My name is Amber, and I'm going blind. But she didn't.